Good morning, podcast. I am Chef Ben, and this is Food in Five, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. Now, the first day of fall has come and gone. The temperature outside has been cut in half in the last week, and the autumn winds are a howling. That can only mean one thing: it's mother flipping soup time. Now everyone can make soup. Put water in a pot, add some vegetables, cook them, and eat the vegetables with water. That's soup. Not very good soup, but it is soup. Today, we don't want to talk about mediocre soup. We don't want that. We want to talk about how you can make a kick-ass soup. How you can make the kind of soup that people crave and dream about. The kind of soup that keeps people coming back for more. So, without further ado, let's talk about soup. Soup Foundations. Like literally everything else in life, good soup starts with a solid foundation. If the base sucks, it's going to be hard to compensate for that later. So what then should you use as the base for your soup? Well, I think it's obvious that it depends uh, on the soup you're making, but let's look at a few options. Water. The use of water as a base for soups should be fairly limited. Generally, I only use water for pureed soups like butternut squash or curried carrot. It's not the end of the world if you use water as the base for other soups, but why wouldn't you take the opportunity to add flavor as soon as possible by using stock? Stock uh, is essentially flavored water. It is made by simmering bones with vegetables in water to extract flavor compounds. Alternatively, vegetable and mushroom stock can be made by simmering just vegetables or mushrooms and vegetables. A stock can be made out of just about anything and makes a great soup base. For a lighter stock, simmer the raw or lightly cooked bones. For a stock with a deeper, more intense flavor and, uh, and a darker color, roast the bones until browned prior to making the stock. Match the stock to your main ingredient. If you're making a vegetable soup, start with a vegetable stock. Beef and barley soup, start with beef stock. Um, chicken noodle soup, you know, you should kind of be getting the idea here. Use the stock that makes the most sense with the soup you're making. Um, but if you don't really know what stock to use or you don't have any stock on hand other than chicken stock, you can use that for pretty much anything because it makes a great all-purpose stock. It can be used for almost any soup as long as it obviously isn't vegetarian or vegan. Broth is like stock but even more flavorful. Broth is even made in pretty much the exact same way as stock. But the only difference between stock and broth is that stock is made from bones and broth is made from meat. So to make chicken stock, you'd simmer the chicken bones. To make chicken broth, you'd simmer the whole chicken. Broth is richer as well as more flavorful than stock. Generally has a higher fat and gelatin content and so feels more impactful on the palate. Broth is what something like consomme would be made from and generally soups like beef and barley would be made from broth as well. Milk or cream. Okay, so it's actually fairly rare to make a soup from straight milk or cream. Generally, a milk would be thickened and stabilized with a roux, which is equal parts flour and butter. However, whole milk or cream are sometimes sometimes or used without a thickener in some chowders or if someone's feeling a little lazy. More often than not, however, a cream soup would be made with a velouté, which is a stock thickened with a roux. The soup would be made this way, and then just prior to being served, a bit of cream or whole milk would be added to give the soup the appearance of a cream-based soup. The benefit of this is that the soup made with the velouté is generally lighter and more flavorful than one made with straight milk or cream. The added benefit is reduced cost to prepare the soup as well. Dairy can be expensive, so using as little as possible is easier on the bank account. Let's talk about other ingredients. 
So once you have your base, it's time to figure out what other ingredients you would like to add. Start with the vegetables and work your way up from there. In French cooking, it's common to start most soups with what is known as mirepoix. This is two parts onion, one part celery, and one part carrot. This combination creates a base flavor that other flavors can easily be built upon. The other vegetables you add depends on the type of soup you're making, but there aren't really any rules here. However, depending on what you are making, you may want to roast some or all of your vegetables to get a more intense flavor. This can be true of most soups, but is used best when making a pureed vegetable soup. Roasted butternut squash soup sounds and tastes better than butternut squash soup, as does roasted tomato soup. Starchy ingredients um, like rice, pasta, lentils, and things like that are often best when added at the very last minute. This is especially true if you're planning on storing the soup for any length of time. These ingredients will continue to absorb liquid as they sit in the soup, eventually just turning to mush. Cook them separately and add them only to the portion of soup that you'll be eating. This will keep your soup consistent over the next few days as it sits in the fridge or when you pull it out of the freezer. Now, when to add ingredients. There is such a thing as cooking the flavor out of your ingredients and you do not want to do that. You also want ingredients to have structure. Unless it's pureed, you don't want to be eating mush. Some ingredients take longer to cook than others, like onions and celery. Carrots, potatoes, and turnips all take about the same amount of time to cook, um, so add them together. Dried and soaked beans take a lot longer to cook than canned beans or pretty much anything else. Green vegetables like green beans or peas should be added as close to the end of cooking as possible to avoid overcooking and discoloration. Meats that are cooked should be added at the last minute as should grains and most legumes. This will prevent these ingredients from falling apart and affecting the texture of the soup. Herbs and spices. When it comes to herbs and spices, the general rule is that dried ingredients go in near the beginning of cooking and fresh ingredients go in near the end. This is not a firm rule, but it's common practice. I generally will add herbs tied in bunches near the beginning of cooking and chopped herbs near the end. Again, you don't want to cook the flavor out of your ingredients. Speaking of cooking the flavor out of your ingredients, let's talk about temperature. Believe it or not, the temperature at which you cook your soup affects the flavor and appearance of said soup. You don't want to boil your soup. The high temperature can destroy flavor compounds and render your ingredients all but tasteless. Also, the agitating effect of boiling can cause broth soups to turn cloudy and vegetables to break down. In conclusion, I hope that this didn't overcomplicate soup for you. It really is not that complicated and most of the effort is simply in conceptualizing your soup. Once you get the basics down, you can make a truly delicious soup out of almost anything and in very little time. This is the time of year that we all can finally start to experiment with soups again. I know I'm looking forward to it. Get cooking. Uh, and really quickly, just for the podcast, I will say that um, pureed soups, like butter and squash or anything like that, after you puree it, pass it through a fine sieve to get an even better texture out of your soup. Anyway, that's it for today. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food and Five, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. You can like, subscribe, rate, and comment on this podcast. You can share it with your friends. You know I love you. Thanks for listening. I'll be back tomorrow. Food history. I'll see you then. Have a great Monday, everybody.